This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate. Hot jobs when that's not a metaphor, when jobs are unbearably hot amid climate change. I'm David Brancaccio. There's word today new filings for unemployment benefits are down in the last week. This statistic can be volatile from week to week. Among the reasons tuning interest rates so the economy plays in harmony is a subtle art. Let's say good morning to Diane Swank, the chief economist at the audit tax and advisory firm KPMG. Good morning. All right. So let's just stipulate the job market still looks quite strong, but we do keep our eye on notices of layoffs. That might be able to tell us something about what's on the horizon. Exactly. So the good news is the economy remains extremely strong. We had a stronger than expected January. We know part of the January strength was because people held on to workers more than they usually do after the seasonal holiday hires. We also know that, you know, we've gotten an increase in the number of layoff announcements through the Challenger Gray and Christmas numbers, and that's important too. The good news is we were able to sort of go through those kinds of layoff announcements and be able to absorb them really well. That said, is there something weakening out there? And is there a risk that as things weaken, the Fed might be late to the game in cutting rates? Yeah, because if they're late to the game, then you have the other problem. Exactly. Holding on too tight and having a rise in unemployment that we don't need. And I think it's a hard line to walk right now. You know, whether or not the Fed moves to cut rates in March or June, that's not going to make a huge difference in how well the economy performs in the second half of the year. But, well, you know, at some point in time, you do worry about how long are they waiting and are they going to be behind the curve? KPMG economist Diane Swank, thank you very much. Thank you. Last week, the heads of big social media firms, Meta, X, Snap, TikTok, and Discord, got a bipartisan grilling from senators. They wanted to know why these companies are not doing more to protect younger users from exploitation and other dangers. A federal law is in the works. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, who did some of the questioning, tells us she was left worrying profits will trump protections. The companies have tried to do a number of things to stop these bills on the competition side, privacy side, and kids side. When those parents stood behind those CEOs holding up the pictures of their kids, that was a game changer. Marketplace tech host Lily Jamali spoke with Senator Klobuchar to better understand the proposed legislation. We are not talking here about banning kids from using all social media, but there are all kinds of rules you can put in place to protect them. Uh, one is about the data and how the data is shared on the kids. One is to make sure what they have access to and what they don't have access to. But the line, where the line is right now, the amorphous situation we're in when they claim they're protecting these kids and they're not, and it's getting worse and not better, we know that's not working. 
We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Thousands of workers in Southeast Asia are being forced to work in life-threatening heat. A British study of workers in Cambodia's garment and brick industries highlights the risks climate change will pose to those already struggling in hot countries. And reporting by our colleagues at the BBC also find that conditions in Cambodia's brick kilns are especially toxic. Here's the BBC's Laura Bicker, who saw firsthand these brickworks. How hot is too hot? And what effect is our warming climate having on some of the world's most vulnerable workers? That was what we hoped to examine in Cambodia's brick kilns. But the conditions we found were so much worse. 47-year-old Chantria stacks bricks while surrounded by a wall of heat. She's inside an airless kiln, often heated to 1,500 degrees to set the clay. It is like working inside a burning prison, and it is so hot. It impacts our internal organs. I have asked the owner to provide us with more fans, but they don't do it because they are afraid of spending on electricity. So I'm heading inside the brick kiln. There is no airflow in here whatsoever. You're basically in an oven. It is very difficult to breathe. Researchers from the UK monitored the core temperature of these workers over a week. They found all had heat stress and two had heat stroke, which can lead to organ failure. But heat is not the only problem. We've just arrived at one brick kiln and there are piles and piles and piles of offcuts of garments all wrapped in bags. Now they use these offcuts to fuel the kilns. Father of two, Kosal scoops up a mix of fabric, plastic and rubber to keep the kiln fires burning. Black, toxic smoke spews out the chimney. (laughs) His barefoot three-year-old girl runs past a pile of waste from what would have been flannel pyjamas. I'm going through the labels while the children play around me. I've seen Disney. We've seen some Puma labels. All the offcuts ending up here to be burnt in the kiln. We also found labels from Clark's Shoes and H&M, among others. All manufacture their goods in Cambodia. All promised the BBC that they would investigate. The majority of brick workers were farmers. As Cambodia's climate changes and droughts become more common, they took on debt to try to keep their farms going. 
When that failed, they migrated to the city, but they earn so little that the debt will never be paid. The kilns of Cambodia have fed the capital's construction, but as the buildings of Phnom Penh reach towards the sky, the city has left behind those who've helped build it. I'm the BBC's Laura Bicker for Marketplace. Marketplace from APM, American Public Media.